How's it going, man? Yeah, it's going well. How are you, Eric? I am fantastic, dude. Good to uh, see you bright and early this morning. Yeah, yeah. Like you were just saying, you're a morning person, and uh, and I'm not. Yeah, um, I feel like I've already put in three hours of good work. <laughs> yeah, I I probably beat you on the other end. You know, I go to bed usually around between two and three a.m. That's my sweet spot. Um, but I, I get yeah. a lot done at night. I, I like being up late when everybody else is sleeping and I can get stuff done. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way when I wake up early. I'm like, well, no one else is working, you know, so <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, you can get ahead, right? Exactly. That's right. Perfect. So, you know, you've got a lot going on and uh, it's all really cool stuff. So, you know, can you kind of um, give me your, sure. your origin story, kind of where you came from? And yeah, I'll, I'll give you the rundown. Um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm from the swimming world. I'm from the competitive swimming landscape. I was uh, a college swimmer. I swam at Old Dominion. I ended up coaching at Old Dominion for several years. I coached a local club swim team. I coached summer league teams. I coached high school teams. Uh, I, was, I was really, really inundated on, on the swimming side. Um, you know, I ran swim lessons. I ran swimming pools. I learned how to fix pool pumps. I did all that stuff too. And uh, throughout this whole entire um, you know, aquatics based life that I was living. I never really knew that all these people were drowning, not only in America, but everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had a good buddy who, who gave me a call, uh, who I used to coach with, um, Sean Anderson, who's a USA students diversity consultant, I think for the last uh, 10 years or so. Um, but, uh, he started international water safety day a long time ago. And he said, he called me up and he said, Hey, did you know that? Like, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people are drowning every single year. And I was like, what? No, that's crazy. And uh, yeah, so that's where it started. You know, I started helping him volunteering a lot of time doing uh, website work, all the social media, a lot of the marketing type of things. You know, you're, you're an unbelievable marketer with this podcast, which is also on Facebook live, which also gets put on everywhere else. So oh, thank you. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then um so yeah, you know, International Water Safety Day just got a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Um, and so that's one of our, one of the main things that uh, we do every single year is run International Water Safety Day. Uh, we had so many people communicating with us uh, over the years about the day, asking for more help, looking for funding, looking for donations of life jackets, looking for uh, the, the opportunity to become certified in lifeguarding or CPR to become a trainer. And so we kind of realized real quick, the two things that we could help uh, are, are the awareness, which we do with the day, and, and then focus on water safety education. And then secondly, we decided to build a fundraiser uh, so that uh, local initiatives, water safety initiatives could raise money for their own causes, as well as raising money at the same time for uh, a a, a uh, drowning intervention program in a country where child uh, drowning is the leading killer of kids. So our first um, program is uh, Swim Cambodia uh, with Conrad Foote, who's the, the, the main trustee. And they've been setting up the very first drowning intervention learn to swim program in Cambodia, uh, where they, they're losing six kids a day to drown. You know, with a population that's 25 times less than our population, which is kind of crazy. So they're losing five times as many kids as we are with a population that's 25 times smaller. And and obviously, there's a lot of reasons for that, right? I mean, there's just so many. We we turn a faucet on and we have water. 
so many people in all these countries have to go fetch their water. Uh, you know, they live on the water uh, because that's where the food source is. That's where the water source is. That's how you clean your dishes. That's how you clean your clothes. All those things. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's, we're, we're doing treadathons. Um, you tread water for two hours uh, and uh, you raise a bunch of money and you make a, a bunch of noise on, on the internet uh, uh, about what's really going on. Like people in the swimming community have no idea. Uh, when I call coaches up, I don't mean to be blunt, but I'm just, I just tell them point blank, like you don't know this, but uh, drowning is the leading killer of children in dozens of countries now. You know, we fought in communicable diseases for, for decades with a ton of money, uh, specifically malaria, right? I don't know how many malaria nonprofits there are right now selling nets, but it's, I bet you it's it dozens. Um, you know, they're, they're bringing in billions of dollars every year and, and water safety, which is killing far more people, is, uh, is bringing in basically nothing, right? I mean, we have Bloomberg that's come in and, and put a huge chunk of money down and Big props to him for for getting the ball rolling, but uh, I don't know where I don't know where that money is going. You know, other than uh, hopefully the big project in Bangladesh, which is really the first scientifically uh, evidence based drowning intervention program that kind of finally proves that yes, some lessons save lives, right? Um, which mean you, we we already know that. Of course, absolutely. You know, I, I've listened to a bunch of your shows and and the. And the public health nerds, as I like to call them, they always want to talk about the data and stuff like that. But, um, you know, for me, it's like if you ask anyone in swimming, like, how do you prevent drownings? The, the answer is like you teach them to swim. Right. So, um, yeah, there, there's obviously other things, barriers of protection. You guys do it better than everyone putting up pool fences and donating pool fences. Um, and that's that's no different in Cambodia. Right or Bangladesh or anywhere where they're trying to corral these children. Mom and dad are working. They're going crazy. The supervision's not there. And all of a sudden you have a two-year-old walk off and now they're in the water and you got 60 seconds and they're, and they're dead. So um, it's, a, it's a frightening problem. You know, I, I say on my videos, we're in the infancy of awareness. We're in the infancy of, of raising funds. We're, we're, this is the beginning, which is crazy because it's 2018 and we're finally just you're, you have one of the first podcasts about water safety in the whole world. It's it's mind boggling. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe the first actually, which is which you're right you're right about that being crazy because I assumed even knowing how small this is that there had to be another one. There had to be something else going on, you know. Yeah, sure. And th th there's just not like it doesn't exist, yeah. you know. I think Rick Kaufman. Uh, Rick Kaufman's got one now, and I'm super excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just talked to him for a little bit last night, actually. Yeah, he did mine, and then uh, after he did mine, he said, "I can do that." You know, if, if that, yeah. you know, if that if that dude can do it, then who who everybody there, can. So, you know, <laughs> there's so many people uh, that need to get the message out. Oh, it's awesome! I'm so excited about him. It's, yeah, me too. I mean, there's just there's just too many people to talk to, right? Absolutely. So, I mean. You, you started doing all this from a phone call, like literally a buddy called you and said, you know, a lot of people are drowning and you're like, oh shit, I got to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, Sean was, you know, he was very adamant about it. And, and obviously the disparity between African-American children and Latinos is just, is <laughs> drastic, right? Right, right? So I've learned a ton in regards to, I don't know if you've been to the Diversity and Aquatics Convention. It's in Miami, Florida every year in April. No. So it's 
it's not too far from you. Hopefully you can get down here. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you learned a lot of things that you didn't know. Right. Um, you know, a lot of the reasons why um, African-Americans in America can't swim is because they were slaves and we used to drown them. And it wasn't even 50 years ago. I think the New York Times just did a great piece and it showed, um, you know, segregation uh, and, and race riots being started because of an aquatics director trying to pour mutant uh uh, acid into a swimming pool, which is where that famous picture came from. Uh, and and, and uh, these are some of the things when you get to the Diversity and Aquatics Convention where you're like, holy cow, I mean, no wonder 70% just have no experience putting their face in the water whatsoever. And the need is, is, is drastic. Um, and it's not, it's not just uh, black kids, it's Latino kids, it's white kids. We just do not learn how to swim in America. We think we do, but we don't. I, I think what's happened is everything's become super privatized for the most part, where, where swim lessons are too expensive, right? For a vast majority of people in America, how are they supposed to spend 40 or $50 a lesson and you need 10, 15, 20 lessons to really become uh, uh, semi-comfortable, right? Um, we need to get back to the education systems being the the uh, the provider of water safety education in the classroom setting. I think that's number one in terms of our goals. Uh, that's what International Water Safety Day really is, right? It's one day a year where people all over the world can talk about water safety in a classroom setting. It's literally the first time hundreds of thousands of children will, will, will be talked to about water safety. You know, I live in Virginia Beach. We've got 12 rec centers, we have pools, we have hundreds of miles worth of, of waterways and we don't teach a lick in school, zero. Just, I think, I think uh, we just had this conversation on your thread yesterday. I was asking, uh, Maybe not Paul DeMello, but um, was it his brother? I was asking if there's water safety education in Florida in the public schools, and there isn't. I mean, what are, we're not even we're not even taking the kids in Virginia Beach out to the beach to say this is a wave, this is a current. Like, which way is it going? Right. Talking about this is not rocket science. You know who has the the, the best drowning record is Iceland. They almost have zero people drown. Is it? Is it because they only have 350,000 people or is it because that every single kid in the country has to learn how to swim and physical education uh, requirements, 30% of all PE courses are swimming from elementary school up to high school, right? And you wonder why they're so good. And, and they're good at swimming, period, like competitive swimming. They've got some great people for such a small country. Um, but that's what happens when you can get everybody involved, right? So um, there's, it's just, uh, every place is different. Um, everyone's got a little bit different of, a, of an issue. And uh, in America, I think it's, there's zero water, all the water safety education got sucked right out of the school systems. It's gone. And now it's privatized and it's ridiculously expensive. I mean, you're 100% right. You know, um, Christy Brown, who was on uh, a couple of days ago, you know, I think she used the expression that, you know, swim lessons have become the, the privilege of the rich, you know, it's something that you can 
do it if you can afford them, you know? That's right. I and mean, that's why it's still considered a country club sport. Right. You know, and other countries do do it better. You know, I was just saying the other day too, how, you know, um, Kate, who, if you've ever watched us do Jeopardy, Kate's the, Kate does Jeopardy with me. Yeah. And uh, she's our logistics director and super smart and she's an awesome person, but she went to, she went to college in Australia and she was a competitive swimmer in the States, uh, actually from Virginia, where you're from and did really well, you know, you know, top of her class, cool. one of her best swimmers, you know, went to Australia, figured she'd do the same thing, crush it. And quickly realized that being, you know, the best in the U S means you're, you're about number 87 in Australia. You, know, yeah. you, you are just the bottom of the rung. And, um, she stopped swimming competitively over there. She just couldn't keep up. You know, she wasn't right. even in the, in the ballpark. You know, it is interesting. I mean, they have um, they have a great swimming community, a great swimming culture. Right? Surfing is a huge thing over there. Right. Getting kids involved on the water is a is a it's a mainstay thing. Actually, I think they have an issue where the swim teams can't keep the kids that come in because there's just too other there's too much other things that they they'd rather do like surfing. So. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, you know, they have had some uh, programs that are, have been teaching some lessons for almost 100 years now in Australia, in Western Australia. Uh, I got to watch um, a, pre a presentation done by Fran Wood at uh, the, the, the Drowning Prevention Conference, uh, the World Congress on uh, Drowning in Vancouver. And uh, they basically, the government has subsidized some lessons for every single person. Um, and that's what we should be doing in a lot of these areas. Like Virginia Beach, we have 10, 12 pools. Like we have all the people that are already trained. We don't need human resources. We don't need swimming resources. We don't need buses. We have all these things. You know, we're, we're finally getting, uh, they started a program called SOS Students on the Swim, and they're finally beginning to teach the second graders on the lowest tier schools in Virginia Beach how to swim. They get uh, 10 Two weeks, 10 free lessons, which is unbelievable. But this is a private donor type of situation again. This isn't taxpayer money. We just passed a bill. We're going to put 14 million bucks into uh, the budget for pre-K. Pre-K education. It's a huge topic, right? Uh, none of the dollars, 14 million bucks are going to water safety education. School system, none of those money is going to pay the kids. And we can make the cost super small, right? I think they said it's basically for an entire class, two weeks of lessons, trans transportation, everything. It's only 500 bucks. The 500 bucks, boom, there's 30 kids in a second grade class that all get just to learn how to swim for free, you know, 10 lessons. Um, and, and we're just, we're too, we're, we're, we're really, really far away from, from uh, the things that we really need to do. Uh, Dr. Stephen Waller was at the Diversity and Aquatics Convention, and he said something that I think hopefully impacted a lot of people. And his point, he's done a lot of research on the disparity of, of ethnicities and, and drowning in America. And one thing that he basically said was like, look, there's like eight or 10 or 12 people that are in your community that are making all this decision. If you show up to city council with 500 swimmers, and you demand water safety education be put into the school system, or you demand that water safety lessons be, be provided, they're going to have to do something. You know, if five people show up, they're just going to say, hey, thanks a lot for your time and talking, you know, private donations, cool, see you later. And, and I think his point was you really do have to show up in numbers and you will get something done. 
And, and I actually believe that, you know, so uh, our goal is to try to be the template. I've always felt like I'm just going to be the template. So I treaded water for 10 hours last year in the Chesapeake Bay and I raised a little bit over 1500 bucks. That's so cool. Thank you. Which isn't, it's not crazy. Right. But my point is to show that every swimmer in the world can raise 500 bucks. If I can raise 1500 bucks and you can raise 500 and, 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 and um, that, that will go a significantly far way uh, um, for the, for both the local communities and, and the international communities. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you're right about, you know, realizing how small the number of people are that actually make decisions. Right. You know, oh, we, yeah, think of, sure. we think of these organizations as these kind of like giant, you know, the, the school board is this huge, you know, impenetrable force that you can't even talk to. Right. It's, you know, that's right. Or, or the government for that matter. But really, when you get down to it, it's just a handful of people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, go to, you know, they go to barbecues, they hang out. There's, you know, you call them on the phone. You know, they're human beings. You can uh, you can get to those people and you can convince them. Yeah. I mean, we have a internationally we have an issue from the from the very top and the international life-saving federation be in charge of a sport that they're trying to pedal to the international olympic committee to become an olympic sport yet they're supposed to also be the world authority on drowning it's a joke it's a joke it needs to be redone those people barely even have websites they don't have social media they don't have anything you know um it is uh, when you see the egos that are inside of here trying to tear down good people doing unbelievable things in other countries, it hurts. It is so sad to see the egos at the top of these organizations. All they care about is money and power, and they don't care about all the kids drowning. I really do, I do not believe that. Um, if they did, they would split it up. Because you cannot be uh, the organization that's supposed to, the, to be the leader in, in preventing uh, the leading killer of kids um, dying in the world while also trying to pedal a sport. And I think that's the first and foremost thing that needs to, to, to happen at the very top is that uh, they, they need to split into two pieces. Um, uh, internationally, I think that's going to that's going to be the, one of the biggest things that helps the the trickle down effect to all these other countries and organizations um, that that are trying to do unbelievable things. They're trying to teach people how to swim. You know, everyone's got this curriculum. You got to use this one, uh, and you got to pay us all this money to do it. And um, you know, there's uh, there's an aquatic survival program that's completely for free. That was that was created by people that want to see the drowning rate go down. Um, so that's available on our website. Uh, also, we have um, got a lot of resources like that. If 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 you are in in a foreign country and you just don't have anywhere to turn, you can download the Aquatic Survival Program, um, and it's 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 really it's really 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 impressive. And it was made specifically for low and middle income countries. So how does that work? So if someone downloads the program, what's involved in the program? What are the steps we'll call it? So it's, it's basically like uh, Swim Cambodia is using this exact same curriculum. So the first most important part is, wa is water safety education, right? 
Um, have you not seen the aquatic survival program? I've not. No. Oh, you, you're going to love it. Um, you know, if you look up Felix from the Felix Foundation, he's just been doing amazing things in, in Africa. He's one of the other guys that it's just been beat up by the, the, the politics and the egos at the, at the top of this organization. Um, uh, but the first thing you get, you get these giant signs, these giant posters, and it's literally the first step in these countries is water safety education, which is ironic because in America, the highest income country of them all, we don't, we don't do any of that. But that's the first step when you get into a low and middle income country, right? Like, oh, we got to do water safety first, but oh, not in America. So it's, it's almost like we're, we're trying to solve the problem backwards, right? In America, where there's no education, let's just have people go and pay for it. Um, so yeah, and then the aquatic survival program is, uh, it's survival swimming lessons. Right. It's about floating. It's about treading. And that's kind of like the symbolism of the our treadathons is really you just probably saw the article about the woman who fell off the cruise ship yep. two days ago. She lived. Why? Not because she knows how to do butterfly like Michael Phelps, because she knows how to float on her back and relax. And, and uh, we saw the same. We see the same things over and over again in other countries. Uh, there was uh, someone presenting at the drowning prevention uh, conference from China and they showed in a, a video clip of a woman who'd been in the sea for over 24 hours floating on her back. She'd only had one lesson uh, her entire life and that was just to learn how to float on her back. That was the only swim lesson she ever learned and she floated for 24 hours and lived. And probably saved her, that lesson probably saved her life. That, obviously. Yeah. One, one little lesson. Instead, we have 400 page curriculum and you got to pay all, all this money, you know, in, in, in these, in, 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 in these other countries, the aquatic survival program is just amazing. Right. I, I, there's, a, there's a lot, we have a lot of issues, but um, we also have a lot of good people, you know, and, and, and we just need to, we need to figure it out together. So the, uh, the program for these other countries, like Cam the Cambodia is using, you know, what age does it start at? That's a great question. Um, so most of the people are, you know, most of them are second graders, first graders, second graders. So six, seven years old. Right. Yeah. In, in, in terms of learning. Um, uh, when I was talking to Rick last night, he, he kind of said this, the same, something similar. He said, you know, like 25 years ago when my daughter drowned, we weren't even offered some lessons. If you were under five years old, they said, yeah. oh, do this. you know, and, and, and that just gives you an idea of how, how far away we are. Right. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean they, they were talking about earaches, right? They don't want people to get ear infections. Sure. Back when I started doing this, they, they, you know, 20 years ago, they were saying, yeah, don't, you know, don't put your kids in swim lessons under five years old. You know, they could get an ear infection, which we always said, you know, well, rather get an ear infection if that's, that right. Right, if that's even yeah. true. I mean, and, things uh, change, right? Yeah. Just, um, you know, like, uh, it seems like ISR is amazing. <laughs> videos you've talked to hundreds of the people i've talked to them i've got friends that have done it it's the, the thing that's sad right is again it take it costs thousands of dollars to become certified it takes all this time and then they have to charge people so again the poorest people well they will never get those lessons because they can't afford them right. um, and, and i don't know if the the other programs uh will jump on board and all of a sudden start 
doing more things than mommy and me swim lessons. Uh, I would assume that they will. They will try to create create their own ISR type of curriculum uh, because it's a money thing, right? Uh, but hopefully what it becomes is, is it becomes a public safety thing and it's subsidized by your local government and, and you understand that this is an investment uh, in, in making children smarter at an age of three, four, five, six years old. Um, you know, one person you should try to get on here is Robin Jorgensen. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Jorgensen, she's from Australia. She did, uh, she did a huge study with Griffith University a few years ago called um, Adding Capital to Young Australians. And what they did was they, they tried to see what the benefits were other than learning to swim that would come from learning to swim. And what she found was if you have a five-year-old that learns to swim and goes through swim lessons versus a five-year-old that doesn't, uh, that five-year-old that does will come out 15 months ahead socially and emotionally, 10 months ahead cognitively, and 20 months ahead in taking directions. Wow. But this, we're, we're not talking about this, right? We're, this is, again, one of the, the, one of the marketing problems I think that we have, is, especially in America, where it's, you need, to, you need to teach your kids how to swim or they're going to drown. And, and uh, it's much easier for people to be like, look, you're not going to swim lessons. You're not going to the pool. We're not going to the ocean. We're not doing any of that. And that, and that way, you're not going to drown either. Um, whereas it needs to be, we need to explain to people that this is a head start in life. You know, e even the name of it, young, adding young capital. Like what, what second grade teacher wouldn't want the kids coming into class to be 20 months ahead, almost two years ahead in taking directions? Again, what are we talking about? This is just not rocket science. We just need to, uh, we, we need to either form small coalitions locally and you have to go and, and get it passed locally or you have to do it to the state or you have to do it federally. And, and swimming doesn't have the money to lobby, right? Um, but, but we do have the, we do have the people that can do it. So maybe it is just getting involved in your local community at first to go in and say like, look, we're not, this is unacceptable that we live in Virginia beach and we're not teaching our children what a rip current is at all in school. You know, we have the biggest naval base in the world, five seconds away from Virginia beach. You cannot join the military if you do not know how to swim. Right. One of these kids in Virginia Beach that is 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 uh, economically challenged and parents cannot pay forty dollars a lesson for twenty lessons, they will never get to go to the military. Our number one employer. Uh, all these people want to talk about saving the bay. They want to talk about how Norfolk's sinking because of climate change and rising sea levels and seagrasses going uh, and dying and the blue crab population dying. And the stripers dying, and it's like, how does how would anyone in this community, if they did not know how to swim, why would they be interested in trying to figure out why blue crabs are dying? It's not. It's it, it, it's it's frustrating because you you we've been talking about stuff like this for years, right? Until I'm almost blue in the face. Well, it looks like I'm a little bit red in the face. <laughs> 
but um, it, it, it's it, I think we're just going to we're getting there. You know, it's things like this podcast where we can get the word out and we can talk about what we're doing. You know, the reason we we created the fundraiser was to put money back into the pockets of all these small foundations where a father and a, and a mother lost a baby and, and now they don't know what to do. And they, and, and, and you hear the same thing, right? We didn't know we weren't educated. Um, I can't tell you how many times I hear that. No, I have, I mean, on this podcast, I've heard it. So many exactly. Things. That's right. So what, what, if, if, I think you said someone was trying to get in, in into the pediatricians, right? That's a, yeah. that's, a, that's a great organization, like OBGYNs, pediatricians, anyone that's ever pregnant, you have to go to those uh, those classes, yep. those new parent classes. Mm-hmm. There's no water safety education in those pamphlets. Nothing. I know. So we have a lot of work to do. You know, the government in America. We have Smokey the Bear for 100 years. He's on billboards in Virginia where it rains. It's been raining for seven weeks straight here. And we have Smokey the Bear reminding us to not light, you know, forest fires in Virginia Beach. <clears throat> but uh, we don't have a, a billboard with Smokey the Bear trying to swim, right, in an area where we have nothing but water. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we need to do a better job there, too. Um, we do have government money. Right. We do do things like this. They need to spend more money on marketing in terms of giant advertisements in the areas where they're needed the most. Billboards and advertisements in Florida uh, and Texas and California and Arizona, they should be like the first ones because that's where the majority of children are, dr- are drowning in, 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 in America. Right. So, um I think we just need to combine forces a little bit more uh, and, and uh, go attack. You know, um, and, and you're you're 100 right. You know, we're not doing it at scale like you see. You know, Smokey the Bear, or like you see for malaria in other countries. You sure. know, um, you, you're right. We get these little one-off, two-off, you know, private donor things, and those are great. You know, those are really awesome when you get those. But but that's not attacking the pro. Yeah, the problem is scale, right? That's not, that's not like, you know, curing polio, you know, that's not like what we're doing, you know, in other countries for, you know, some of these communicable diseases. Um, right. It's kind of this, you know, drop of the, the drop of the bucket mentality that we've been doing, you know, and, yeah, and, and you know, no we, one's we really been talking a, about it. We don't have a stop, drop and roll for, for water safety, you know? Sure. You know, I think everyone's looking for the ice bucket challenge. Right. So that we can, everyone all of a sudden, oh, we got, Millions and millions of dollars um, to support, you know, that, that thing was amazing. Um, but, you know, the Tretathons, it's a fundraiser. It's a proven model. It's super easy for a team to, to, to sign up. Um, like my master's team is doing it uh, next month. It's on uh, September 26th. It's on Wednesday. Uh, we kind of just throw, we just put a date there because we want, excuse me, what we want a lot of the college teams, a lot of the, college club swim teams to, to join us because this is a perfect time for them at the beginning of the year. They also don't really have a fundraiser. If they do, it's a golf tournament or a 5k run walk or, or whatever. And, and, and this is the first fundraiser for swim teams. I think where swimmers will go, Oh my God. First off, I didn't know that this many people were drowning. And second off, this is like in my wheelhouse. I can help out. This is something that's actually really, really important to me. 
rather than it be some foundation that they've never heard of. Right. Doing some research that they don't know of. And you can't even see the tangible benefits, you know. Swim Cambodia is, is it's made up of volunteers. Um, it, it went from zero trainers to now they have six trainers. And then now we have 21 Cambodian trainers. Wow. Um, and we're going to hopefully double that number this year. And last year's Tretathons raised over 30% of their entire annual budget. Um, and, and as you know, money goes really far over there. Uh, you can, you can, you can teach swim lessons for a dollar, right? That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I think some of the information coming out of the, uh, the Bangladesh program and, uh, swim Vietnam, um, I think swim Vietnam, it's as, it's as low as like 15 bucks for one kid to go through 20 lessons. It's a, it's a, it's really impressive, right? You can make a huge impact with just a, a, a little bit of money uh, in these countries. Uh, swim Vietnam now has over a hundred um, trainers, swim instructors on staff being paid, making an honest wage, teaching other Vietnamese uh, children how to swim. It's it's there are amazing amazing. Um, people and, uh, and organizations out there and they're, they're not getting any help from, uh, the, the world authority on drowning. Um, and, uh, and that's, and that's sad. They're not getting any help from the world authority on swimming. And, and that's also sad. So, um, you know, that's why we built this. We built this for, for the people. We are one of the people we're not in it for money. If we were, we'd be, uh, we'd be really poor by now. Uh, you know, uh, we we do this because it's a passion. Um, I think you are the same exact way. Uh, I don't want to see kids drown. I don't want to see kids not be able to swim. I don't know what I would do with my life if I didn't know how to swim. I don't know how people live without learning how to swim. It must be a miserable life not being able to hang out on 70% of the waterways, 70% of the world. You're not even allowed to have any fun. You know, you got to be nervous all the time. You got to be nervous when you're fishing. You got to be nervous if you're on a boat. You're probably not even going to get on a boat. <laughs> so it's, um, that's, you know, this is, we've been doing this for a long time now in terms of uh, preaching about water safety and the importance of learning to swim. And that's what we're going to keep doing. We're going we're gonna to raise money for our local initiatives. We're going to raise money for our global initiatives. And, um, I think we have the ability to become one of these nonprofits that really is just changing hundreds of thousands and millions of people's lives in the long run because we're doing the right thing by trying to train the trainers in these countries um, and get them up off the ground and running. But we have, they have everyone has to be educated first, right? We're so far behind in education. We, we don't know that learning to swim makes you smarter. But that's what we need to talk about, right? That is what we need to preach. When you're trying to sell swim lessons, that's what you need to be talking about. Uh, yeah, being able to not drown is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but um, that doesn't get a lot of people moving, right? It doesn't get you flocking to the pool because if you just stay away from it, it's hard to drown if you never touch the water. 
You know, I, um, you know, I'm pretty deep in this and I never heard that stat about the, you know, 20 months ahead on, you know, following instructions on being, you know, more socially developed, being more, you know, higher IQ points, you know, and if I didn't know it, then for sure, Susie Q mom, you know, in Louisiana doesn't know it. Right. I mean, that's 100%. Yeah. You know, so. And that's uh, what needs to be talked to, to the school boards, right? Right. They're already making investments in education. We already have paid for the investments in the swimming pools. We already have the human Why are we not funding things that will make our children smarter, safer, and give them opportunities to get into fields that are our main fields here? Um, but you could say the same thing for Florida also. Oh. For sure. You know, so um, Joey Rusnak asks, he wants to have a question. He says, you know, who do you feel should be the lead on this issue? The government, aquatic professionals, fire and emergency services? Uh, it's public education. Yeah. That's what I think. So uh, state government? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever pass a federal law that says everyone's got to learn to swim, Right. But could you pass one in your city of Virginia Beach? That's important. Yeah, I think we're that's where that's where I want to head in my local community. Like I said, it's a, we've I feel like we've been doing it. We've been the the poster child. We're trying to create the template. I tread it by myself. Now we're going to tread with our team, right? We're going to get more people this year. We're going to tread half our money is going to go to the swim programs that need the donations that are actually teaching the children in Virginia Beach how to swim. So each of those two programs will get twenty five percent of the money that our teams takes in and then we'll still have 50% go into the foundation that will help Cambodia. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to, um, we'll be able to vet and get other programs. Cause there's so many great people out there, Dan Graham and everything that they've done with Nile swimmers out in South Sudan is uh, unbelievable. Swim Vietnam, Hugh help bloom. We bloom all these organizations in Vietnam. There's guys, uh, swim in Indonesia that, that need that need help. Uh, there's people in Thailand that need help. There's there's these drowning intervention programs are all over the place and they have nowhere to turn. Uh, but they're doing the right thing. They're doing the good thing. They're they're training the trainer. They're moving forward. Uh, they just need help. These people aren't marketers like me and you. Um, and and that's what I, I see as a huge discrepancy of where we can help out is we're we're going to stay in our our two lanes. We want to raise awareness. We want to help people raise money. And that is it. I don't want to try to create a new curriculum that says this is better than your curriculum. I've got no interest in that. Uh, I don't care if you use Swim or the ASP or, or Safer 3 or whatever. Uh, because at the end of the day, like uh, my experience as a swim coach, I've got years and years and years and years and years. But this like Nate's curriculum. Are you trying to tell me that Nate's curriculum needs to be out there and people need to pay for it because it's better? I don't think so. Right. I, I think we, you know, if you've talked, you need to talk to, you need to call Dr. Michael Lanon. He started uh, TASK, the Alliance for Safe Children. They did all, he did all the community surveys that proved that child drowning was underreported drastically, sometimes up to like almost 100%. You're talking like 90 plus percent of all child drownings in some of these countries never even being um, uh, the data doesn't get there because the kids aren't getting into the uh, hospitals because they're already dead. Now, if you get malaria, 
right? Then you can try to maybe make the trip to your local hospital or the hospital 20 miles down the road or however far away it is. And you can try to hopefully maybe get some treatment. But if you end up dying of malaria in the hospital now, now they have, they have a malaria box and they go, well, this person died of a malaria, send it, the statistics out. And that's why the drowning numbers are so bad in, in a lot of these countries is because you're alive one minute, you're dead the next, they never get to the hospital, never, the box never gets ticked. So Dr. Michael Lanon said it best. He's like, look, we don't need to spend any more money on studies. We know this is happening everywhere. It's, it's an absolutely horrible thing. We need to take action now. That's literally what he wrote to the UN years ago. And they, we still haven't, we need, we, we need to be moving faster, right? We know how to uh, curb drownings, uh, barriers of protection, learning to swim, CPR, all these things um, that are easily trainable and then trainable for the future so that uh, people like me don't have to stay in Cambodia for, you know, 12 years. No, that's not the goal. Right. You, you teach them how to fish so they can catch their own fish. Right. We don't need to be in there and start a swim school and say that I'm the only guy in the whole world that can do this. No, that's not the way it is. Right. We did it in the Maldives a long time ago. We, we did uh, two weeks of swim lessons as part of this National Geographic documentary. And um, this Maldivian uh, volunteer that helped us. He took it uh, under his own wing the following year. He now teaches the same course that we taught them for two weeks on his own dime. He takes two weeks off of work and he teaches every second grader on his home island how to swim. And Speedo helps us out and they send us goggles to send to the, the Maldives. So that, that little uh, learn to swim program is uh, has been going uh just a little bit better every single year and, and that's what we're trying to we're trying to create a lot of we need a lot more of those and a lot more people um like that uh, being a part of it so i mean if you could if you were a, a magic genie and you could snap your finger and you know get done what you'd want to see in the u.s and abroad you know what would that look like I mean, first off, like nationally, like we need water safety education, school systems, period. You know, not every school district is going to have pools and the ability to teach every single kid. I understand that. But the ones that do then need to take it to the next step. Right. Uh, they need to teach the kids how to swim. So if they do have that ability, that, that, that should be step two. But step one needs to be water safety education, the classroom setting. Excuse me. And water safety in, in, in a multitude of other uh, facets and directions like we talked about with pediatricians and OBGYNs and people that are getting pregnant, uh, all of those people should have information, right? Be given education about, about uh, drowning. <laughs> it, it, did, you, did you see uh, Carrie Morrison's uh, survey? No. Carrie Morrison um, with Live Like Jake put out this survey and she got hundreds of respondents uh, and essentially was asking parents you know, did your pediatrician tell you about water safety? You know, did they warn you about drowning prevention? Did they, did they warn you about the, the most likely right cause of death for your kid? Right. That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. That's what's so crazy. Right. Right. And you ready for this? 
only 15% said yes. So 85% of doctors aren't telling parents, you know, we're going, you know, not doctors, pediatricians, because that's important. Uh, but pediatricians aren't instructing their patients on water safety. And most of her respondents are in Florida because she's in Florida. So, you know, you got to imagine if it's that bad, you know, because she had a national response, but, you know, a good chunk, you know, we'll say, you know, a good percentage from Florida. So, you know, if she'd been in Indiana, I, I can't even imagine what that number would be, you know? Yeah. I mean, that is point, point taken right there, right? Yeah. Um, and then internationally, we, we, a lot of places, they don't, they don't have an ability to get trained. You know, we, we have people calling us from Botswana saying, well, we can't get trained as a lifeguard or a lifeguard instructor in Botswana. We have to travel outside the country to go get, to go get a, a certification, which is, um, you know, that, that, that's an issue. We have to think of ways instead of a lot of, everyone wants to go over there and help out and, and that's great and wonderful. It's just not cost effective, right? It's just not. Um, but perhaps it's more cost effective like Darlene Haskins she actually just paid the money to bring Jimmy from Uganda over. And now she stays at, he stays at her house for free. He eats for free. You know, all you have to really do is buy the flight. You know, all the instruction and the training is free. Now this young man is going to go back with a skill set to Uganda that almost nobody else has. He can, he can start a business. He can start a nonprofit. He, he can work with the government. He can work with hotels that have swimming pools. He 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 has the ability now to find the right path uh, to 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 turn his skill set into something that he can uh, provide to everybody, which is so exciting. Which is uh, something that no one's really done before, right? Flip the whole script. Let's bring him over here. You know, keep the cost down. We'll educate him, and then we'll you know they can go back and 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 get to work. Uh, doing their own thing. So there, there's, a, there's a lot of different things that we still need to look at. Every country is different. Um, it's, uh, it is a super uh, difficult, multifaceted issue everywhere. And um, it's tough. It's going to be tough. But I think we know how to do it. And that's that because we do know how to teach CPR and 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 swim lessons, we just that's what we need to do, you know. So, what do you have going on? I know you've got the uh, the Trenathon coming up with your your master's team. You know, what other events, you know, initiatives, stuff do you you and your organization have going on? Sure. Up soon? So we are doing a Trenathon on September twenty sixth. It's on Wednesday. We chose that day because last year when we did it with college swim teams, it worked out really well. I was a college coach, so I understood like at the beginning of the season, it's okay to, to, to skip a practice. The kids are probably beat up anyways. So Wednesday in the afternoon, it's, it's a perfect time for the college teams to get in because they're already at swim practice. Instead of right. now they're treading. Right? So you're essentially trading a swim practice for a treading practice, but that doesn't mean you can't join. You know, uh, any swim team can join, any organization can join as long as they can set up a little pool time, uh, make, you know, obviously make sure you have lifeguards on duty. Uh, and, and it's really simple on our website. So you would create a team, you know, like the Lifesaver Pool Fence team, 
and then all your employees that are or people that are coming to tread with you, they just sign up underneath your team. Now they have a profile to send out and say, Hey, did you guys know all these people are drowning? Like we're raising money for this and this and this. Um, and so, yeah, that's, we'd love to get as many teams on board as we can raising money on Wednesday, September 26th. If you can't do it on that day, that's fine. Pick a day, any day. It doesn't matter. Pick a Saturday, whatever works for you. Most importantly, the goal is to raise awareness of what's going on. And uh, you need, you know, people need to go on Facebook live and talk about drowning while they're treading. You know, they need to talk about how they didn't know, even though they're one of the best swimmers in the state or, or whatever. Um, so yeah. And then International Water Safety Day is on May 15th every year. Uh, we have a fantastic partnership with Diversity and Aquatics and the American Red Cross. Uh, you can sign up to basically get a curriculum and stickers uh, for a May 15th in-classroom water safety lesson. Uh, last year, we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of respondents and people participating all over the world. We hope to make it 2 million stickers this year, 3 million stickers, 4 million stickers, and just expand it so that one day is super water safety education day, right? And um, hopefully that gets the ball rolling into and people understanding the importance of not just one day, it's got to be a public educational thing. It's got, we have got to teach kids about water safety. They have to go home with a flyer that says, mom, I need to learn how to swim and here's why. Not only because I don't want to drink, not only because I might want to be in the military, but also because like, oh, I, I like to be smarter and I'm pretty sure parents would, wouldn't mind that either. And teachers wouldn't mind it either when they get a, a classroom full of fifth uh, five-year-olds that just so happen to be more like a half-year-olds, right? Yeah, and you know, it's funny you talk about the military. Um, Jocko Willink is a Navy yeah. SEAL. And, yeah. you know, and he was talking about how there aren't enough, for the first time in American history, there aren't enough people who are who meet the physical prerequisites to become uh, Navy SEALs, to become Special Forces. Mm-hmm. Like the pool of people that they need aren't big enough for them to pick out who they want. You know, usually what they have is way too many people who, you know, fit the prerequisites and they weed out the ones that, you know, aren't going to make it. Right. Right. So sure. The first time ever, there aren't enough people who, you know, have the right BMI, who can swim, who can, who can do all the things they need to become yeah. a big deal. So, you know, the military is actually getting hurt by the fact that people don't know how to swim. You know, they don't, they don't have enough Navy SEALs right now because there aren't enough people getting swimming lessons. You know, it's, it's a, it's crazy how it affects like every area of society almost, you know? Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. Not yeah. surprised in the least. Um, but uh, so, yeah. Um, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the time. I, 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 you know, I, I like to scream and shout as I like to tell people I, I'm, I can get pretty excited and then heated up and passionate. And, and um, you know, I think, I think that's all good. You know, we, yeah. We need to, we need to move forward together um, and set the egos aside because this is about saving lives. It's not about making money. So what is your website? Drowningawareness.org. Okay. Um, if you want to sign up for the uh, Tredathon next month, go to raisedrowningawareness.org and you can click become a fundraiser and you will, it takes two seconds, you'll create your own profile. It'll ask you if you want to create a team. If you do, then create your team and then 
just share your team page and all your friends can, can join you underneath your team page. And then you can kind of keep track of who's raising the most money for your, for your team, which is always uh competition is always healthy, right? I enjoy competition very much. That's and right. so, um, and that money, where does that money go to specifically? I know some goes to swim lessons. Yeah. So, uh, you know, half the money goes to that swim team, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, like our master's team, we're just giving our money away. But the other 50% goes to the International Water Safety Foundation to run the foundation. Uh, but most of what we do is essentially we're raising money for Swim Cambodia. You know, like uh, I think last year through treading, we did we funded over 30% of their annual budget and last year, and we funded 30% of the annual budget this year. So in actuality, we raised almost two-thirds of the annual budget in one one day, one tread. One tradathon last year with a bunch of college teams. They uh, they basically <laughs> funded all those Cambodians to to become trainers. Um, Fifteen of them, which was really astounding. That's you know, super cool. You know, yeah, it's, it's really it's really exciting to watch it scale. We provide all the annual reports from Swim Cambodia and Conrad Foot. Um, you know, we want to be open as possible. We want people to see where their money's going, right? We want you to see that we're training Cambodians and and they're learning how to swim and they're passing on CPR skills and and, and these sorts of things. Um, and we want to get into other countries. There's a huge need, you know. We, like I said, like the money goes really far, right? Someone like Dan Graham and Nile Swimmers, if they if they had a donation of four thousand dollars, that would pay the annual salary of a of a woman who has a college degree for an entire 12 run months to run the program that people say like, Oh, well, where's my money going to? Well, is it $4,000 going to some lessons or is it $4,000 going to the salary of the lady that's running the swim lessons that's getting the swim lessons to happen. Right? So, um, you know, me and you as business owners, we understand that, that you need that money to, to, to get the things running. And, uh, that's not always exactly what people want to hear. But the, the amount of uh, efficiency and things that you can do when you you could just take $4,000 and spend it on this full-time employee is just unbelievable. The amount of output that you'll get. 40 hours a week? Woo! What are we talking about? There's just so much, so many man hours. It's just it's exciting. So, yeah, we want to expand and, and grow and, and try to, you know, then people can choose, like, do you want your money to go to Swim Cambodia or do you want your money to go to Nile Swimmers or or what, um, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's exciting. So real quick, um, talk about swim nerds and your pace clocks. Okay, sure. So, uh, that's like my day job, right? You know, it's been so busy. Um, it's taken a, a lot of time away from me to volunteer more hours to, to, to the foundation, but, uh, we manufacture digital pace clocks for swimming pools and aquatic facilities and swim teams all over the world. They, uh, it's uh, swimpractice.com. Uh, we made them extremely affordable. Uh, they're Bluetooth programmable. Uh, it comes with a mobile app. So we've basically just taken, you know, uh, we, in, in our business, on the business side, we, we want to save swim teams money and we want to pay swim coaches more money because we know what it's like being a poor swim coach and how difficult it is and the amount of time that these people are putting in. And, um, they are also the people that are the folks that can help 
the foundation out, right? Because they have a swim team. They have a swim practice. They need to fundraise. They're probably already a nonprofit. They already know how to tread water. They don't know this is happening, right? Um, I, d- I try to keep them separate as much as I can because I don't want people thinking like, oh, this guy's making money on every angle. It's not. I, I've made a dime. I've spent thousands of dollars on this nonprofit. I want to save lives. That's what I'm here for. Business is business. Nonprofit is nonprofit. And I think some people don't understand the difference between the two, right? Uh, a nonprofit is a business, but it's not a business where you should be making a million bucks a year. Right. Nonprofit's about, right? So, um, yeah, my business is clocks. If you need a clock, uh, go to swimprice.com or shoot me an email at date at swimner.com. They are uh, extremely affordable and uh, extremely useful. So, that's that's my plug for uh, Swim Nerd. Beautiful. All right. Anything else you want people to know before we wrap this up, man? Uh, don't be scared to go on Facebook Live and talk about the importance of water safety and what is going on in the world. Right. That that is what that's why trying to why we named the website drowningawareness.org. We want these swim teams to sign up and tread water. We want them to talk about it. They don't know how is if they don't know and they're these elite swimmers, how are any of their friends or family going to know? Right. Every single one of us has friends and family that have ha- are having babies, you know, nieces, nephews or friends. I feel like my life at 34 years old, I know I'm just babysitting. Yeah. And people are calling me and asking me more now than ever. Well, when, when can I, you know, when can I start swim lessons or, you know, what, what do you know about ISR? And immediately I'm just, giving out all the ISR numbers from, for, of all my friends, because it's, uh, it's important. You're going to save these kids lives. You're going to make them smarter. You're going to put them in a better opportunity. And uh, that's what we're here for. That's awesome, man. Well, Hey, thank you so much. It, this is good to this see is, you. It's been uh, awesome. Con- congratulations on everything that you guys are doing. It's huge. This is, you know, uh, I love podcasts. I listen to them from the minute I get up to the minute I go to sleep. Cause I think it's just so much great free information. And it gets out there, all these different platforms, you know, we have all these comments and, and, and that's really, really cool. And hopefully this will be shared over and over and over again. And people can start a good conversation. I think it will. And I think you will see a lot of people sharing it. So that's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate the time. I appreciate Thank everything you. you're doing. And uh, if we can do anything for you, you know, just let me know. Sounds good. All right, man. There it is. Swimming. Lives, baby. <laughs> all right, man. Take it easy, guy.